0: The first section of psalms has been called the Genesis psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together.
1: I used to love to listen to the old radio commentator Paul Harvey. He could tell quite a story, and he would build always to a dramatic pause and say, and now for the rest of the story. Well, today I want to give you the rest of the story. We all know the story of David's terrible sin with Bathsheba, his adultery. We all know the story of his murder of Bathsheba's husband Uriah. We all know the story of God's preacher coming to him and saying, Thou art the man... We all know the story of David's repentance and brokenness in Psalm 51. But now, I want to show you the rest of the story. You see, Psalm 32 is where we've come to in our study, and Psalm 32 fits after Psalm 51. It is truly the rest of the story. And I love this. It doesn't end with failure or even with just forgiveness. No, with God, there's always a future. The very first word of Psalm 32 is this word. Are you ready? Blessed. Isn't that beautiful? It doesn't end with brokenness. It ends with blessing. In fact, it ends with double blessing. He says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and in whose spirit there is no guile. Double blessing. Blessed, blessed. Now, if you went back to Psalm 51, to the psalm of his confession of sin and his repentance, Guess what you find there? Double brokenness. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. I want to tell you that double brokenness leads to double blessing. When you get thoroughly broken, friend, that's not the end. That's the beginning. You see, sin leads you to a dead end, to a wall. God leads you to a door. With God, there's always more on the other side. There's blessing. Did you know that A great majority of the psalms were written after his adultery, that there was life and work for the Lord beyond Bathsheba. You see, with God, there's always more to come. God wants to bring blessing into the brokenness and out of the brokenness. In fact, all of the psalms really are in some way connected to the blessing of God. You remember the way the book of psalms began in Psalm 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man. Well, Psalm 1 tells you how to have the blessing, Psalm 32 tells you how to regain it. When you've lost the blessing, when you're away from where you need to be, here's how you can have it now. I'll remind you that our God is the eternal God. He's in your past, He's in your present, He's in your future, He's in the ever-present now. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when you come to Psalm 32, you see yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh, there is a look at the past, there is a look at the present, there is a look at the future. Here are three things you can do uh, so that you can discover all that God has for you in the rest of your story. Number one, you can praise God for what He has done. That's what the first five verses are all about. We read the first two verses. Let me read verses 3, 4, and 5. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, my moisture is turned into the drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. So the very first thing David does, he just starts by praising God for what he has done. Thank God for what he's done in your life. David praised God for what he did to him as a sinner. What did he do? He humbled him. He brought him to the end of himself. He drew him back to God. Praise the Lord. God loves us where we are, but he doesn't leave us there. Then David says, I want to praise God not only for what he did to this sinner, but what he did with my sin. He covered it. You see, when you cover your sin, he has to expose it. But when you expose it, he covers it. When you cover your sin, it's deceit and guile. But when God covers your sin, hallelujah, it's gone. It is, if I might use this word, a divine cover-up. It is God covering your sin with His own grace, mercy, and with the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanseth us from all sin. David uses the same three words he used in Psalm 51 in his confession, transgression, sin, and iniquity. These descriptive words for his great failure. But now there's a threefold answer. He said, I've been forgiven, it's been covered, and the Lord has not imputed that guilt to me. Praise God for what He has done. Number two, there's a prayer for what God is doing. Verse 6 and 7 says, For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Would you pause and just pray today to the God who's in your presence? Don't get stuck in your past. Don't get weighted down with yesterday. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The consequences may be there to deal with. The the fallout from what you've done may still have to be reckoned with. But friend, you've been forgiven and cleansed, and there's nothing now between you and the Lord. In prayer, acknowledge that God is near, and by prayer, draw nigh to God. Remember James 4, verse 8, draw nigh to God. And He will draw nigh to you. How do you do that? You do that through prayer. So he looks at yesterday and he praises God for what He has done. He looks at today and he makes a prayer for what God is doing. Then he looks beyond to tomorrow at the prospect of what God will do. Listen to these verses. Again in verse 7, Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. He says, I know something God's going to do. He's going to preserve me. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance, selah. He says, I know what God's going to do. He's going to protect me. Verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Did you notice the change in who's speaking? Now it's not David talking about God or to God. Now it's God talking to David. Don't you love that when the Lord speaks up? And he says, I will instruct you and teach you. I will guide you. The prospect of what God will do, he'll preserve us, he'll protect us, and he'll prod us. He'll show us the way wherein and we're to go. He says in verse 9, Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. I'll tell you what He'll do. He'll protect us. Verse 11, Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. I'll tell you what He'll do. He'll provide for us. He'll provide the, the joy that we need. He's going to provide the resources you need to keep moving forward. You see, for the true follower of Christ, the best is always yet to come. Uh, One very famous man in history, when he was dying, requested that Psalm 32 be inscribed on the wall next to his bed so that as he lay there dying, he could meditate on it. Well, I want to tell you, Psalm 32 is a good psalm to meditate on, not just when you're dying, but every day of your life. In fact, there are three times in this little psalm it says, "silah," which means stop and think on this. Stop and think on this. It's a psalm of meditation. Each of the Silas makes us think of something different. The first sila makes you think of your sin. The second sila makes you think of your Savior. But the third sila makes you think of your song. Don't get stuck on your sin. Uh, don't stop with simply saying, well, I've been forgiven. No, there is a present song. There is hope for tomorrow. There is much more to come. There is the rest of the story, and God is the divine author of it. I leave you with this thought today. Psalm 32 is the first of 12 psalms known as masculine psalms. That means instruction. I love this. In Psalm 32, God gives all of us instruction. This is not just for David. This is not just for the person who's committed adultery. There is a lesson in Psalm 32 for all of us. Go to the Lord's school today. Let the Lord instruct you. One of the things you'll find in Psalm 32 is that God has much more for you. Trust Him for it. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
0: Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.